Hi everybody, it's Ian here and welcome back to the Energy Leader podcast. In bookstores across the land, productivity books tell us that the secret to mastering ultimate productivity is prioritization. And to an extent, this absolutely makes sense. We're all being shown tools such as divide your activity into quadrants, importance and time sensitivity, and fill the working day with just the important and urgent things. And this kind of plan works to a degree, but of course, as well as leaving us with lots of things we never get round to doing, it works to eliminate downtime, to be more machine-like in making every second count for something. And in this episode, we're going to look at brain stamina and how the productivity literature pleading for us to be more machine-like might be doing us more harm than good. From the Industrial Revolution to today's digital age, man has quickly seized the advantages of machines to do things that humans once did. Machines are really obliging. Given very little attention, they will work long hours without complaint, asking for breaks, or a -a once-in-a-year vacation. They don't ask to be liked, they don't care what you think about them, they might just need a little bit of oil and a little bit of care and attention and they'll keep going for a long period of time. Despite the digital advantages, we recognise that humans still hold many advantages over machines, yet we work alongside them, and sometimes this blurs the lines. My PC, for example, is quite happy to remain on for 24 hours a day. Me? Somewhat less so. We're biological rather than mechanical or electronic beings. In a production line setting, we accept that whilst robots may perform tasks 24-7, human labour needs rest and cannot continue assembling parts continuously without a break. Yet research by work there shows the average worker in the United Kingdom now takes less than 34 minutes for lunch and well over half of workers skip their lunch break altogether. Just over 10% of workers reported feeling under pressure to skip breaks and work continuously without replenishment, in other words, attempting to behave as a machine. Let's switch contacts for a moment and go outside for a run. Most of us, even if we're not runners, will intuitively appreciate that there is a difference between doing, let's say, a 5k park run and running a marathon. If I'm attempting a 5k, I can achieve a certain pace, and then I might rest for a few days before my next run. If I'm attempting a marathon, I pace myself very differently, because running continuously for several hours takes its toll on the body. And if I push too hard, or I attempt to run too fast from the outset, I risk stressing ligaments, causing an injury that can put me out of running for months. Trust me, and I've been there. Switching back to brain power, like our ligaments, brains are part of our physiology. 
they will function at their best when they have a combination of nutrition, rest, and properly paced activity. When we overwork, we do things that prevent our brains from performing at their best. If we eat poorly, maybe drink too much, if we work late, rise too early, don't get enough sleep, then our brain does not have enough time to replenish its energy and we certainly notice that loss of sharpness in decision making and memory. It may be harder to see stress on the brain than stress on our ligaments, but the stress is there all the same. As well as nutrition and recovery time, different workplace tasks place a different cognitive load on the brain. In other words, makes the brain work harder or at a gentler pace. Executive functions are those that allow the brain to give us creativity, decision-making, working memory, and emotional control. A typical meeting with co-workers or suppliers demands a lot from these executive functions. As brain energy depletes, we risk being unable to focus, follow directions, or handle emotions terribly well without time to recover. A typical round of dealing with your inbox also places demand on your executive functions for judgment and decision-making and formulating responses to emails. A period in the day you carve out for reflection and high-level planning might also place a load on your brain. What this means is a day that is packed with back-to-back meetings means that you are demanding of your brain that it carries out a high-level workout every hour of the day or every half hour without any time to recover. Skipping lunch to cram in another meeting and you'll see the impact on the quality of work you can achieve in the afternoon. We can throw in some caffeine to give the brain a short-term jolt into action, but that energy still has to be recovered at some point. Although you can build stamina, you cannot defy the physiology of our makeup and eventually, without packing in a quantity of meetings, the quality of your performance will steadily deteriorate. Your brain is not designed for back-to-back marathons. It's not a machine. And eventually, as we're all beginning to realise, it can pick up injuries just as, if not more serious, than the physical ligament injuries we'll happily recognise in conventional exercise. So how can you create an energy boost? Here are some three things to try. The first is to look to balance activities across your day. So as you plan your day, and I realize for some people that's a strange question in itself, try to look at the cognitive load of each activity and balance them out through the day. If, for example, you have a big presentation to do, a pitch, an important presentation to the boss, and then immediately afterwards, is an appraisal for a key member of staff. That's two very heavy loaded activities. So try to position them at different points of the day, interspersed with an activity where the load on you is not so great. Consider the content of what's being asked of you in those meetings and encounters and how to balance them through the day. Second strategy is build micro breaks between high load activity. If you're back in the physical office, this might, for example, mean take a 50 minute meeting and then use the 10 10 minutes at the end of that meeting 
to just spend at the water cooler catching up with colleagues, walk around the office, take the stairs, go up a few flights, just stay away from the technology and do not go into your emails because processing our emails is still a high load activity. We need our brains to recover. If you're working from home, it might mean pop out to the kitchen to rehydrate, grab some fruit, or just step outside, or do a five minute mindfulness session, build micro breaks between high load activity. And the third thing to try is not packing your breaks with other high load activity. Research shows that reading news websites and blogs triggers emotional reactions that form another high load on the brain. So whilst it might feel like a logical thing during your break is catch up on the outside world, I'll catch up on my emails, I'll open my personal phone and I'll read the news. In reality, you're still making your brain work just as hard. It's just running on another running track. If you've ever had to face the choice between more hours and being more effective, I'm sure you'll go for more effective. So give your brain a pat on the back for its already awesome athletic capability. Treat it well, help it serve you with peak performance just when you need it most. We'll catch you later on the Energy Leader podcast. Thank you for listening to the Energy Leader Podcast, the show that's all about helping us manage and optimize our energy levels and beating burnout. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to the show, make use of the show notes, and check us out for more resources at www.theenergyleader.com. We'll see you next time.